Welcome everyone to Weird World and Update, actually. This is Dean and Carrie with you today. No kids. Screw them. Actually, they're busy. <laughs> so, Carrie is going to give us an update on one of our most intriguing cases right here in Northern California. In fact, it was episode 72. Oh my God, you looked it up. Yeah. I never do that. From Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Think, well, maybe it was, didn't. No, it was episode uh, 72. I think it was, uh, we did it in 2018. That's what I okay. wanted to see. But does that seem right? I have no time idea. Wise? I don't know. We should take a while to discuss that, meander through <laughs> that. So there has been a, a, an occurrence in the case, an occurrence that seems to us, if you remember that episode, long overdue. Carrie, tell us about that. Well, let's do a quick recap. Okay. On November 2nd, 2016, a man named Keith got home from work in a town called Mountain Gate, California, which is near Redding, very northern California. And surprisingly to him, his wife and children were not home. Little kids, like two and four, something like that, boy and a girl. So he calls the daycare to see when his wife picked up the kids. They told him the kids are still here. Oh my gosh, she usually gets the kids in the afternoon. He, Who's she? The wife. Okay. Sherry oh. Papini. Sherry Papini. The husband is Keith Papini. So he does what you do. Use find my iPhone to look for Sherry's phone. And he sees that it is at like at the end of their driveway, which is a really long, it's a semi-rural area. Really long driveway, like a mile long driveway or something like that. No, that's too long. I don't know. Really <laughs> long driveway, like where the mailboxes are. And he goes out there and finds her phone, like in a little clump of grass or something. But it, it looks like her phone was just set there and like her headphones are wound nicely mm. and set like on top of it. There is some of her strands of blonde hair stuck in the headphones like they were yanked out or something. Yeah. But so you do that. You rip a kidnapper rips off headphones of someone and then calmly. Yes. Places the so the, he just, so the husband finds them even took a picture I think of how he found yeah. them little is suspicious but he reported to the police it was weird the way they were you know what I mean so you mean I, this is weird that they're rolled up nice yeah. and neatly okay yeah so hmm. anyway he's concerned it seems weird obviously yeah and so he he calls the sheriffs to report her missing. Apparently, he figured she was out jogging because that's what she does as part of her routine. She was training for some sort of 5K or something like that. And her car and Train, purse... Wait, training for a 5K? Yeah, jogging. That's, okay, that's not much further than her driveway. It seems like that's not a onerous... Well, she had recently had breast augmentation surgery. Oh, So okay. she was... Well, you can't immediately start jogging after no. your boob job. Probably shouldn't. So, so she was just ready to start jogging again. I wouldn't know. I'm all natural, but mm -hmm. I can see that. So he calls the sheriff, reports her missing. They immediately get the FBI involved. And everybody thought this was super fishy from the start. And the, yeah. the Shasta County Sheriff's Department seemed to play it very straight by the book. And we think it was because of the Denise Huskins Kidnapping, also a Weird World episode. Episode. I, I don't know. Uh, 
Yes. But but that, that was a very that was the kidnapping case where it turned out which seemed extraordinarily suspicious, a little yes. hinky, and it turned out to actually be a legit kidnapping. But they immediately accused them of her yeah. and her boyfriend of lying and concocting the whole thing. That was March of 2015. Okay. So this is so semi fresh in the heels. Yep. Very careful not yep. to say that this is a highly suspicious fake kidnapping, but they thought this was a fake kidnapping. Well, we don't know if they thought that. They had to. The I world remember, thought that. Yeah, we thought the, that. But I, rem- I remember this, and I definitely remember the uh, sheriff and spokespeople coming off as cl- just, they were being so by the book. You can read between the lines pretty clearly that yeah. they're highly suspicious. This yes. was a real kidnapping. So anyway, it's been several years. And on March 3rd, 2022... Well, I mean, just to, to finish the recap, though... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> she gets reported missing. That was November 2nd, November whatever... About three weeks later, I think? Yeah, it was about three weeks later on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, yeah. I think it was like November 24th or something like that. She is found about 150 miles away from where she was taken. And she created air quotes there, by the way. yeah. Supposedly dropped off in at like four thirty in the morning. Yeah, they just got sick of her. So you know what? You're not worth the trouble. Yeah. I forgot now. Were there were there ransom demands during the no that, no nothing. there was nothing. Yeah. And she came with this whole story about how some woman Two ha- kidnapped her. Women yeah. Kidnapped her at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And, and then promptly kept her for three weeks without making any demands of any sort whatsoever. They beat her mm-hmm. and that too. Branded her yes. and burned her, cut her signature blonde hair off. <laughs> That's what her husband kept calling it. Her signature hairstyle. Oh my God. Which is blonde hair with bangs, basically. And that they just for some reason decided to drive her back home. And she didn't know where she was held and all that kind of stuff. And we didn't get a whole lot of details. Never did. They never reported a lot of details yeah. about her, what happened to her while she was in captivity, except what I just said, burned, branded, beaten, mm. and cut her hair off. She was also significant. She had lost a significant amount of weight, and she's a small person to begin with. Yeah. And if you recall, if you did remember the episode, we were all pretty skeptical. In fact, I... Pretty much flat out says she faked it. Yes. I, I think. I think we did too. So now we can rest assured we won't be sued for, for slander because on March 3rd, Sherry Papini was arrested by the federal authorities for... The FBI? I mean, I don't know who does the actual <laughs> I arresting. Know I don't but know. Marshals maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But... She was, according to her family, she was, quote unquote, ambushed in front of her children (laughs) in the afternoon. And they're all very upset. Mm -hmm. She was uh, in the Sacramento County Jail. In fact, she is still there as we report this. They think she's a flight risk. She's a huge <laughs> flight risk. So they're not. She. I think she's had one court appearance and she has another court appearance next week. And I'm sure they'll discuss bail and all that kind of stuff. But charges of mail fraud and lying to a federal agent. Interesting. Intriguing. What's the basis of the second one? That- the lying to a the federal, agent. To a federal so agent. I mean, have they been explicit that they are saying you faked your yes. kidnapping and, and telling federal agents that you were kidnapped, et cetera, et cetera? That's a federal mm-hmm. crime. Okay. Because they discovered that 
she was actually staying with a former boyfriend hmm. in Southern California. Intriguing. While she was supposedly kidnapped, Costa Mesa to be exact. That's in Orange County, by the mm-hmm. way. Her family says they, they are confused by several aspects of the counts. Those two very confusing lying and <laughs> mail fraud. The mail fraud is because she applied for victim assistance mm-hmm. funds and she got about thirty thousand yeah. dollars in victims assistance federal money. Victim assistance yeah. funds. Now I have a, a question for you that you probably don't know the answer to because you're not a lawyer, but if you do that solely over the internet, in other words, mail fraud is you know, you send mm-hmm. Application for victim funds, and it's you over the mail. That's mail fraud. Has been that's been around for a long time. Yeah. Would you do that if it's if it's purely online? Would they still consider quote unquote mail fraud? Or would it have similar laws? Yeah, I have lawyer carry. No, okay. (laughs) I would think so. I would think so because that's how they that's how they federalize a lot of crimes in yeah in the past. Yeah. And allow the federal authorities because you notice this is a this is the federal government that stepped in here and finally made this arrest. The Shasta County Sheriff's yeah. has not. Yeah. And could have, and yeah. some might argue should have. I don't know if the, I don't know if the victim assistance fund was federal money or not. It wouldn't I, matter. I would bet you it was because mail fraud. Yeah. It wouldn't matter, but because the mail is federal, that yeah. So I wonder. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's going to be have to be lawyers. If you're a lawyer, you know that. Tell us. I don't know how that works. <laughs> The the family also complained that Sherry and her husband Keith have cooperated with the authorities okay. and investigators all along the way, even when you I know mean, the the authorities were attempting to pit them against each other, which I'm sure they were. They were probably yeah. trying to get one to admit that you know. You I don't better know. fess up because the other one's going to, and you're going to be the one thrown under the under the bus. Yeah, that's I'm yep. sure that's fairly common, but yeah, I mean so. that that. I know it's really it's weird how how that works, but when families say that or when lawyers say that, it's if it's true if they are not guilty, they're absolutely right. They're being treated horrifically, right? You know what I mean? It, it, think about that. Like like yes. every husband yeah. or wife that's killed of a spousal murder when they don't do it, what a horrible thing to do yes. in the time of sorrow. You do that. But if they're guilty, it's even more disgusting that they're making those kinds of claims and seeking right. that kind of sympathy when they did this and they're making that play. It's yeah. just, it's grotesque. Yeah. I, but, you know, it's possible that these family members don't know. <sighs> then that they're heads in the ground the whole thing purposely. Up. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. You can see what's happening, you know. Yeah. Because now we have the evidence from this ex boyfriend in Costa Mesa who yeah. she stayed with, right? Yeah. Yes. So tell us about that. Yeah. In fact, Apparently, in August 2020, so well a year and a half ago or whatever, the probably the FBI, you know, brought her and her husband in to talk to them and or her maybe to tell her, we just have some questions for you. You know, we want you to tell us the truth. And then they reminded her that it was a criminal offense to lie to federal investigators, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'm sure she indicated she understood that. Yeah. And they basically told her that they had evidence hmm. that she had been lying about the kidnapping and she doubled down. She continued yeah. to say, no, you know, she was really kidnapped. At that and- point, though, she's already lied to defend federal investigators, so it doesn't matter. She's just she's just com- committed the same crime again. She knows she has three years ago, four years ago. 
already done or that. Or all along, yeah. All, that's what I mean. So she yes. knows she's already done that. When they say now, hey, about what you're about to say, don't deny mm-hmm. it because you're lying to us. She knows. She's not stupid. I she knows know. she's already done that. So that, that's, a, that's a nice tactic, but she was smart enough to not fall for it. But in doing so, she's continued to commit crimes because now she's lying again to federal investigators about having, you know, not having faked this yeah. kidnapping, which she for sure did. Well, it's interesting. So here's what happened. Apparently, they found, I guess in her phone or on her phone, because they had her phone, right? So they probably went through all of the contacts on her phone. And I don't know what they do, but they must call every number in your phone because they discovered that two of the phone numbers on her phone that were stored under women's names actually belonged to two different men. Mm. And I don't know if you remember uh, back at the time, one man who was investigated was a, an ex-boyfriend who lived in Michigan. I don't remember that. Who just coincidentally had to take a work trip to Northern California a, around the time of her disappearance. Uh-huh. There was some communication between the two. So they thought, oh, he met up with her mm-hmm. and he took her back to Michigan. He didn't. It turned out he did come to Northern California and he left I think like the day she disappeared or the day after something like that. And and he had never seen her. Mm-hmm. So, and they literally flew out to Michigan. Investigators went out there and investigated and him and everything there. and cleared yeah. him. Okay. She also had an ex-husband who they investigated because apparently she married him in the early 2000s because she needed health insurance <sighs> for a heart murmur issue. And so, I don't know. Maybe you, you just could, went along maybe, with it. That's insurance fraud. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess there's probably a statute of limitations that's yeah. up on that crime she committed. And then when she found another man she liked better, I mean, they never even lived together. Oh, really? He was in the military and he was uh, stationed at for some part oh, of their I marriage that. in you Japan. About that in the first one. And no, I don't remember I ever knowing about this. Oh, okay. That oh. she had been married before, yes, but not the details, okay. not that it was basically a sham marriage. So when she found another man she wanted to be with, he said, fine, let's get a divorce. Was that Keith Papini? No. Oh, oh no, I don't know. Before, the, okay. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know who it was. It didn't okay. say. And so, uh, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then when she was found, when she popped back up, you know, when she left, she was wearing jogging clothes, probably mm-hmm. a very cute little jogging outfit. I'm sure it was. Lululemon, and, I'm, yeah. I have no doubt. And when she was found, she was wearing sweats and her original underwear. She said they were the same underwear that she had on when she was abducted. So, of course, they, you know, are going to look for DNA and everything on that. And so from cuttings from her underwear and the sweatpants, they found a DNA mixture of her DNA and an unknown male's DNA. Mm -hmm. So they take the male DNA and they put it into CODIS, didn't come up with anything. Back in 2018. 16. 16. And then... Sometime later than that, I think it was like 2019 or something, they took that DNA. How did she explain that male DNA at the time? It was two, I thought it was two women who she said kidnapped her. It was. I don't know that they asked her. Oh, I don't okay. know. Okay. That wasn't in there. Oh, the, they didn't, maybe didn't want to tip her off that they found. Yeah. But you think they would, though, ask her, you know, is there any if way there male, was a male? Yeah, if there's a male there. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay. Well, you know, she said that... Because she never uh, alleged 
any kind of assault, correct? No, Other than the the two women beating her and harassing her, and yes, and, and, and cutting her hair her. and branding branding her. Yeah, yeah. She said she was never sexually assaulted. She did say that they had told her that everybody thought she had just run away and that nobody would believe her, and that cops wouldn't help her because a cop was the buyer. The oh, that's so that she was being stolen traffic. for a, a traffic, yeah. yeah. Because that happens to yeah. women of her age, never. Yes. She was 32 or 34, yeah, I think a, 34 at thing. the time. So then in 2019, they did the familial DNA mm, kind of testing on it. The classic GEDmatch thing. GEDmatch. 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 I don't know if they use GEDmatch, but okay. yeah, they put it into some database, probably GEDmatch. Okay. And they it got tied to a man who had two living sons. One of the, his living sons turns out to be an ex-boyfriend of, of Sherry. Sherry's. Okay. And he lives in Southern California, Coast in Costa Mesa. Mesa. So it here's, turns out... Here's his address. No, okay. He is. Don't know his name. Uh, it, they, okay. Yeah. It was not listed. Wait, we still don't know his name right now? No. Oh, really? No. Okay. And so apparently he found some stuff of hers... From, you know, when they were uh, boyfriend-girlfriend. At one point, they were even engaged. Were they boyfriend-girlfriend in Southern California or Northern California? Northern California. Okay. He used to live in Northern California. So he found, you know, like old pictures and stuff from their relationship, whatever. So he decided to send it to her. So he sent it to her parents' house because he hadn't talked to her. You know, she got married, had kids. Mm -hmm. They were done with each other. So he sent it to her parents' house. And so she must have gotten it. So he thought maybe that's why she thought of him and started contacting oh, him again. Okay. She told him that her husband beat her and raped her oh, and she needed his help to get away from him, yeah. that she had reported it to the police and the police weren't doing anything about it. So he, she gave him all sorts of instructions huh. I think she sent him money, told him to buy burner cell phones, one for her and one for him, which he did. So that so first they were, you know, texting, yeah, using her regular phone. She had him watch Sleeping with the Enemy starring Julia Roberts. Yeah. I'm assuming. So she concocted this plan and it's what she's going to she's going to flee to Costa Mesa and hunker down with him to escape her brutal yes. husband. Okay. Yep. So he According to Costa Mesa guy, ex-boyfriend. Yes. Okay. He rented a car, came up and got her. She oh, okay. snuck into the back seat and stayed in the back seat for the whole time. And so they fake ripped her headphone to make it look like she was kidnapped to fool her husband. Is that the idea? I guess. Huh. I mean, they didn't really okay. talk about that in anything that I read. I mean, you have to assume that's the story. Yeah. Okay. So he took her he took her to his house or apartment or whatever. She made him like cover up the windows okay. and of the room where she was being held. And okay. she he said Because the husband's gonna go right away to this ex boyfriend's house in Costa Mesa and case the joint. That makes that's yeah, nonsense. I don't know. But that she, would just attract attention to you if you you know Covered up the windows and what were that's just well, weird. Well, maybe covered them up from the inside. I, It'll just yeah, look I like suppose, but nobody would notice. Why? Okay. Yeah, but anyway, he said closer to the time when she was going to go back home, 
I don't think it was, a, it didn't seem like it was a planned time yeah. frame. Okay. But he said, you know, closer to the time when she ended up going back, she started injuring herself. And, and he claims he knew nothing of this. He doesn't know why she was injuring herself. Did he, right? Is that the idea? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he must not. I mean, you know, so, okay, so yeah. she's under his protection, fleeing, again, this yeah. abusive husband, and he's not doing anything when she starts branding herself and well, he beating to, herself or no, he some. Had, he branded her. Okay, so. He did that. He okay. went and bought a, okay. a wood-burning tool from Hobby Lobby, oh and God. then, yeah. Okay, Gerald. We're going to call him Gerald. That was the one thing that he did. She, he also said that she would tell him to, like, throw this puck Maybe it was a hockey player. Yeah. Throw this puck at my leg. And he said, you know, he. Oh my God, if he is an Anaheim duck, we are <laughs> going to have quite the update of an update. Yeah. So he said that he did, he kind of like tossed it at her leg, but he basically is not into hurting women. See, so what? No, I mean, that's, I have to say it. We don't have to believe that he is this innocent. When somebody makes a confession, he clearly was caught dead to rights, right? They found oh, yeah. his DNA on yeah. her underwear. They knew he was involved in mm -hmm. this fake kidnapping. You, you, you have two cho uh, sort of choices here, right? Well, three, actually. You totally deny and hope you can get away with it, yeah. but they have pretty strong evidence. Or you can go all, you know, you can just absolutely come out with it. Here's the truth, the whole truth, and actual nothing but the truth. Or third, you can admit to just enough to make yep. it plausible and then make yourself sound as good as possible, as which yeah. as veterans of Dateline in 48 Hours, that happens all yeah. the time where the I'm murderer sure. says, oh, they fell on my knife. And then I covered <laughs> it up and had to hide the body and I dismember the person. But originally they fell on my knife and I don't want to hurt them. This seems like, for Gerald's case, this is kind of making a best case scenario from something where they know he was involved in this woman's fake kidnapping. Yeah. He did say that when he started seeing things on TV and when they like devoted an entire 2020 yeah. to her, you know, quote unquote kidnapping, yeah. he started to get nervous and, and he thought, do I make a phone call? Yeah. And he said, but then I'm, you know, kind of like turning myself in, it said. That's true. But you also, it is the reason I say I'm so skeptical of Gerald's story is that you, you, it doesn't make any sense that she starts saying, brand me and make me look beaten. Why yeah. are you doing that? Do you have no reason to do that? And maybe there was some discussion of it, but I didn't read anything about that. I mean, I'm sure they asked him, but I don't know. He said he just decided if they contact me, you know, if, if it does get back to me mm -hmm. and they contact me, I'll just you know, I'll, t I'll tell the truth and, and take and, whatever happens to me. Okay. Well, it'd no. be a lot smarter to you contact them, obviously, yes, it would. but it does it. Nothing I read said anything about this, but I imagine he's getting a deal. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. And, and when they do those deals, they do sometimes let them, or at least, you know, let them tell the story that again, makes them look as good as they possibly can, yes. but still admitting they did something because we know they did. Again, we know he was involved in the police and he knows they know he was involved. And so he, you know, just, just sort of smooths out the, the rough edges of his story, I think, which I think is what's happening here. Yeah. I think he's, I, my, my guess is he was completely complicit in the, the entire hoax. From day one, from minute one, before, from minute negative, whatever, when they planning it. The boyfriend? The boyfriend, absolutely. There's no question. I, I, I mean, you know, 
Yeah, I, I think he I was. Don't... Again, because because I, I'm judging on that determination or that that guess because of he's going along with these activities that make no sense under her story in the circumstances of her story. Yeah, and also it is incredibly convenient to you'd rather admit you're stupid than you're criminal. Essentially, is what's happening here. The other thing, I don't know, and nothing said anything about the husband. The husband, yeah, I know. That's another one. He, I, again, I'm going by memory and from, from both living through it in the media and uh-huh. from your, your episode that we did, but uh, he acted uh, highly suspicious, suspiciously. They, they, they were that kind of couple that were seeking fame and fortune. Yes, uh, and, yeah. And also, there is, I mean, to do this, to pull off a fake kidnapping... The most critical component is that you have to have a place for her to stay unseen. That, if she's a fake kidnappee, kidnappee it yeah. makes sense that she's blocking out the windows and stuff like that, right? Because she, she's going to be famous. She's on 2020, yeah. and she can't be seen by even a neighbor looking in the window. It also makes sense from, from the husband being complicit in this because he, he, he's okay. They can't put her in a hotel, there's a paper trail to a hotel or right. someone's going to see you or someone's going to notice after three weeks, wow, that woman who checked in three weeks ago has not left <laughs> since. Yeah. She won't let us come in and clean the bed and things like that. that especially if it's a hotel in the area. This is a huge, huge, huge story. So getting someone's house to hunker down in makes perfect sense. Yeah. You have to have, which means you have to have an accomplice. Unless you have a second address, you have to have an accomplice. Well, and it's interesting because in one article that I read, the reporter asked the whoever did like a press conference or whatever mm-hmm. if the husband was implicated also yeah or if he, if the husband was um in on it and the response was there had been no other charges filed at this Yet. time or something like that <laughs> yeah so yeah. just the the wording of it or the way yeah. they said it well. made me think Unless they one of them, no. unless they, one of them throws him under the bus, how they, how would they ever? It'd be very difficult to prove that the husband's in on it, unless one of the other two, you know, throw yeah, uh, say so. And 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 it could be even a situation where the boyfriend didn't know the husband was complicit. In other words, the husband right. and wife, Sherry and Keith Papini, are dreaming of this whole idea. Well, hey, let's get a stooge mm-hmm. to stay over there. Tell him you're interested in him, and yeah. tell him I beat you. That's possible. Yeah. That that the boyfriend really is non-complicit in this, and as the as the husband, but there's a third possibility yeah. that it's all three of them. Yeah. And there's even and again the first possibility is is just Sherry Papini. So it's just Sherry, yeah. Sherry and her husband, all three together. Or I guess also Sherry and the boyfriend. There's four. For me, the most here. likely is Sherry and her husband. Yeah. And the boyfriend didn't know anything about it. Yeah. It, they used him. He said that he didn't know where this whole thing was going, but that he thought that she thought they might start their relationship back up again. He said, but there was nothing sexual while she was at his house. See, and then, okay. And then, um, the, the reason, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little more suspicious, I think, than you are about him, about Jerry the boyfriend, uh, Gerald, <laughs> Gerald the boyfriend, that, you, that you made up the name, name for is because of, she's doing these extraordinarily odd behaviors you know, if she was just fleeing a husband, it makes no sense for her to ask for the windows to be darkened or whatever. It makes no sense to beat herself up and brand her. If she's going to try to, if she said something like, oh, I'm going to, you know, show this to the authorities and say my husband did these things, 
you, you don't need that. And, yeah. and people could see, I mean, she was seen by neighbors and friends right before she w- went missing. So why would she do these things one or two or three weeks later to make herself look like she's been beaten? And then, and if that was true, he, why would she ever come out and, and suddenly say the whole fake kidnapping? And the boyfriend knew from the first time she came out and said, I was kidnapped, the boyfriend knew she's lying. And if he was not complicit, he, he then immediately knows that she's been lying to him for a few weeks. Why wouldn't he go yeah. to the police right then? Hey, I, I had nothing to do with this kidnapping hoax, which he knows was a hoax. Uh, I'll tell you everything that happened, but he doesn't. Yeah. He stays silent until they come and find him. So I think all three were in on it. Yeah. Well, also, here's the other thing. His mom knew she was there and had a concern about his mom, the boyfriend's mom. Yeah, Gerald's mom. And his cousin and his cousin's wife Hmm. also knew that she was there. Do we know what they're saying? Are they saying he told us that she was escaping her abusive husband? I have no idea. There was nothing in the the thing about it. So the remember I said there were two men's numbers in her phone? Yeah. Under women's names? The second man was... Uh, an ex, a different ex-boyfriend that she met at something called Friday Night Live Youth Program, mm-hmm. which uh, sounds like a churchy thing. And they dated for a while. He told investigators that she fabricated stories of abuse by her family father and then him mm. after they broke up. So she told people even he abused her during their relationship. Okay. He said she was an attention-hungry person who told stories to get attention. For sure. And I guess when investigators talked to her, like friends, probably from when she was younger, mm-hmm. they all said the same thing. She was a wild and crazy young person, and that she used to lie a lot to get attention. So yeah, all of that. Which I think I, I do remember that from from your episode, which is one of uh, yes. some of the reasons we thought she was always hoaxing yeah. this thing. Yeah. So and and it worked. She got a hell of a lot of attention. It, I don't know if, yeah. you know, did they ever, did she ever do like a book and things like that? I'm sure the idea was a book and movie deal. No, no. and we always wondered why, I think why she didn't do it. My anything. guess is that would, they were at that point, she's like, okay, we go for the book deal. And if we do that, will that draw someone's attention that we get arrested and go to jail? I think they decided Maybe, to drop yeah. it. Or, well, or, because I can't imagine there's not a publisher out there that's sleazy enough that they yeah. wouldn't have done a book deal. They're so, I mean, they don't fact check anymore, but yeah. it could have drawn more attention to their story from law enforcement. And they said, it's not worth it. Let's drop the whole book. Yeah. They did get about $30,000 in the victim's yeah. assistance thing. That was to pay for therapy sessions. Yeah. Lines for their house. I think they're after a lot more than that. And uh, ambulance services. Yeah. Well, they also got around $49,000 in GoFundMe money. Oh, that's right. That there are no charges related to that money because I guess, hmm. I mean. That's fraud. That's there should fraud, be. I would fraud think is fraud, so. whether you're perpetrating it on the government or people. Well, but she didn't ask for that money. So if they. If, it's still fraud. It, you, you, you don't accept that money. Obviously, she's getting that money only because of the fraud she's on, the, the, no, the no, lies I, she's alleging. I know, but that money came in during her absence. So it was okay. Keith and a friend that set up the GoFundMe. Well, then Keith, so if Keith isn't yeah. in on it... Which could be why she's which, not going to throw Keith under the yeah. bus now, because then... If, if yeah. then they're both in on it, and then she is uh, guilty of fraud for those $49,000. Mm-hmm. So she can th- add to her jail sentence, yeah. which I hope she gets if she admits that. So she probably is not going to out her husband. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a full accounting of how that money was spent, but they did say that they did list 
certain amounts that were paid to like personal credit cards and stuff like mm. that. Some one was like eight thousand something, and another was three thousand, and so that money was supposed to pay for a search, the search for her to help, you know, hire private investigators. And, and some people, professional investigators did join in on the search and try to help, but I think they did it for free. They just volunteered and, you know, nobody got reimbursed. And remember there was that weird, um, like, uh, kidnapping, uh, ransom negotiator guy involved, something gamble. Yeah. And, you know, which was weird because there was never any ransom demand. Yeah, well, I think he was also someone else yeah, attention-seeking. Didn't read anything about him in any of this, but if, if you want to read the, the criminal complaint, you can find it online. There will be all sorts of details about what she told investigators. And one, one thing was interesting, because I don't know if you remember from the earlier ep- episode where there was something online written by her supposedly when she was much younger about how Mexican or Hispanic girls in high school Mm. used to beat her up and because she was drug free and white and proud of her country. So it made her look like a, like a, and it talked about skinheads, supporting skinheads and stuff like that. So it made her look like a white supremacist. And, but one thing she did see, you know, cause then it's interesting. She, she fabricates two Mexican or Hispanic women and accuses them of kidnapping her. And then, you know, gives all kinds of details like eyebrows and all that. It just, it just very stereotypical. But one detail was that they played annoying Mexican music really loud. So probably to, you know, hide the fact that, that she was being hidden in the room. You make sense. Yes. But so, I mean, she gave all kinds of details and I'm sure she was questioned many, many times. And so there are discrepancies and, in what she said, like, why were you branded? Because I, one reason was because she tried to escape and they were punishing her for the escape. And then the second reason she gave was because she made too much noise. And uh, then a third reason was, I forget what the third And she was not was, a so. big Selena fan, from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, interesting. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Oh, and by the way, the penalty for the lying to federal investigators is five years in prison, $250,000 fine, and the mail fraud, 20 years in Oof. prison, and a $250,000 fine. Well, that's, they used to get a lot of mobsters on, on yeah. that. So it was it's, it has some very serious penalties yeah. associated with it. That's so interesting. So as of now, though, as of now, which is, what is today? March 6th, 2022. Mm-hmm. We're going to upload this as a special Weird World update episode but as of right now she has not admitted to anything we don't know the helper boyfriend's name other than gerald Correct. and the husband has not been, charged. been accused or charged of anything else yep okay. yeah so okay we'll see what happens we will see what happens thank Stay you tuned. For, thank you for the update carrie you're welcome Dean. intriguing uh, listen to our next regular episode. Don't know what it's going to be. I'm sure it'll be something horrific and depressing and evil and violent. No, it won't. We're going to do something. Uh, it might be something nice and uplifting like I okay. have been doing. Carrie's been doing some more uplifting stuff. We'll try to keep to that. If I do it, probably not. Yep. All right. I'll talk to you. Talk to you. Whatever. See ya. <laughs>